All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and all thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power, to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endureth through all generations. Psalm 145, 10-13 You are listening to My Religious Struggles, the podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to a very special episode of My Religious Struggles, the podcast. We are um, today hosting our live Q&A session, um, one of our favorite sessions to record, uh, where we invite uh, uh, some listeners in to be a part of the conversation with us as we discuss this season, as we look through what we've talked about this season so far, and some of the questions um, that have been raised throughout this time. So join with me today, as usual, is our co-host, Kennedy. Kennedy, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Um, how is life treating you? How are you feeling about today's episode? Ah, having fun with life, enjoying life. It's it's life is good. Uh, yesterday, um, had to end up at a funeral to lay to rest. Um, an outstanding gentleman, and so I give God. And there's one again tomorrow. I just give God thanks that I'm on the other side of the dirt rather than yeah yeah. So so once we're on this side, there is there is a lot to give God thanks for. There's yeah. a lot to live for, and so I just. I just rejoice in the God of, of my salvation. Mm. Um, that's amazing. And I think you're absolutely right. When we go through and we see these things, it does kind of put your life in perspective and it reminds you to be thankful for life. I mean, we know that for us believers, you know, to be absent from the body, to be present with God, and that in itself is a joy. Um, but there is great joy, obviously, with still being, as you said, on this side, um, on this side of eternity. So we're thankful for that. Um, <clears throat> we are hosting our live Q and A today. How are you feeling about uh, rehashing some of the things that we've spoken about so far? Well, let's go. Let's go down memory lane. We have been down this road before. We're going to revisit it again and see what um, the Lord wants to remind us of, so mm. that we can make whatever adjustments we need to, to make. Um, I don't believe that we should make compromises. I think a better term would be adjustments because as you go through life, as things are being revealed, you have to make the adjustment as you go mm. along. If you don't have the ability to make those adjustments, especially when, when, there's, when there are changes, then it makes our lives frustrating. And so what we're hoping to do, we can do for you is as you go through this process, that we can help you not to be frustrated. Therefore, when, you're, when the changes come, when the grief comes, when there's a great disconnect, how do we go about reconnecting those so we can continue in the flow of enjoying life? Because mm-hmm. I, I think one of our challenges is that we we enjoy life in spurts. Right. The times when we are up and, and we, we think that, okay, I'm enjoying life now. But then life is designed in such a way that you're not always going to be up. The times are going to be down. And so you need to learn to make adjustments and how, therefore, can I enjoy myself even while I'm down? Mm. Uh, I think that's that's the that's the key to whether we're enjoying life or not. Right. Right. You mentioned um, a word there. You mentioned the words change and process. Um, so I want us to I want us to speak um, about I want us to sort of recap the season so far. 
I want us to recap the season so far for those of us that um, had been listening to the podcast, those of us who maybe have listened to some episodes, and those people listening that might not have caught up on some of the things that we were talking about. So let's let's do a quick recap. You talked about change. The first part of the season, we looked at uh, change, understanding change, understanding why change is so difficult, but why it's so necessary and how God works within change. So can you talk to us a little bit about that topic, about the topic of change and talk to us a little bit about what are some of the things that we spoke about during that time? The challenge with change is that uh, we're made in the image of God. Genesis 1, 26 to 28, uh, Genesis 5, um, 1, 2. And Jesus also was made um, in, in God's image, and so are we. We make children also in our image. And so the challenge that we have is, is Malachi 3 and verse 6 says, I'm the Lord God, I change not. And so we were not designed to make the changes that we are making now. And so that's what makes it challenging for us. What makes it challenging for us is that we don't, we shouldn't be making those changes. And so we've got to now make adjustments in our lives because of sin. Now we have to make changes that we would not normally have made. Mm. And so sin came and complicated the entire process. What complicates it even more is that we don't understand the process of change. We think that change, we're waiting for change when change has already taken place because change is always past tense. Mm. Whenever there's a change in, in our lives, when we begin thinking about it, it's already done. It's literally already done. The other challenge that we have is that change is in three parts. You have to end the old, you got to go through a wilderness experience, and then begin the new. And a lot of us deal with the transition as though it is the change. The transition is um, um, the process that we go through once the right. change has taken place. And so when we don't understand that, our focus becomes wrong. And we want to go back to where we were, even though we have already moved away from it. So if you take the children of Israel, for example, the change that was made for these guys was when they left Egypt. But in leaving Egypt, they had to spend some time in the wilderness because there are some adjustments again that need to be made. There are some changes that need to be made. And the reason why God couldn't take them from, from Egypt to Canaan is that when they got into Canaan, they would have turned Canaan into Egypt. Mm. Mm. But that's why God had allowed them to wander in the wilderness to the point where only only two of them ended up actually from the original group actually ended in up the going into Canaan. Land, yeah. Because, yeah, because Canaan, I mean, Egypt was still in them. Mm. And so when we go through these the transitions in our lives, we have to understand the transition so that we can embrace the change. Yeah. I think it's interesting. You mentioned earlier and what came to me was that we spend a lot of time fighting against a change that has already happened. So we spend a lot of time fighting against something that's already happened instead of, as you said, embrace it. It's like fighting against the fact that you're getting older, right? <laughs> that you're, you, No matter what you do, you're going to get older. There's nothing you can do to stop that exactly right and yeah. so instead of instead of spending time not enjoying life as you say by not accepting the changes um and embracing it we can just embrace the change enjoy the process which is the transition yeah. 
as we get ready for one of the things we've established as well is that changes are recurring. They always happen. And so we enjoy the transition while we await the next change, um, which I think is is really important. One of the things I wanted to touch on specifically, actually, um, and then I'm going to go to questions for this first part. So if you have questions um, to my to my uh, co-hosts, if you have questions, that would be great. Um, you can type it in the chat if you prefer to do so, or you can um, we can when the time comes, I'll, I'll get you to unmute yourself and you can ask the question, um, or you can raise your hand. That's another way that you can do that. So we do have someone mm-hmm. raising our hands. So before we do that, I want to I want us to to talk, uh, and this might bring more questions. So please hold your questions. We're trying to remember them. If you want to type it in the chat as well, just so you remember, you can do but I'll I'll bring you on live to ask it. Um, I want us to talk about specifically the grieving process. I think that is very important. I think it's something that um, it brought a lot of light to me when we spoke about it. And I'd like like us to talk about it again. So talk to us, talk us through the grieving process. What's fascinating about change and the transition, and that's where the challenge comes. The challenge actually comes in the transition. And so when we, whenever there's a change in our lives, it doesn't matter how small, how big it is, uh, we will go through the grieving process because there's a loss. We have lost something, and now we are entering into something new. And so there's a challenge for us, therefore, transitioning from the old to the new. So you have to give up the old and begin the new. And anytime that happens in our lives, then the grieving process takes place. Depending upon how how attached you have been to whatever it is you've been attached to, the grieving process becomes more intense, deeper. So the greater your investment in the connection that has changed, the greater is going to be the grieving process. And so just like when you lose someone to death, um, um, change also well death produces a change Mm. by the way but we tend to only limit it to death and we don't understand for example a child going off to college a child going off to school a child um, um, entering kindergarten for the for the first time divorced uh, changing jobs getting a new job all these create within us because our emotions are stirred once our emotions are stirred they produce grief Mm-hmm. Anytime our emotions changes, they produce grief. And every one of them, there's no, no exception to them. Because we tend to see good and bad emotions. And we tend to think that it only comes from the bad ones. Um, no, they're not. It's just that they're different. They're opposites. They're not, they are not good and bad. And when we begin to understand that, that will also help us to go through the grieving process. And so when we find ourselves depressed, which is a part of the grieving process, we begin to examine what is causing our depression rather than um, seeing it as a bad thing and therefore begin to, to slump deeper into our depression. We begin to examine ourselves now because it takes the focus now off the, the depression, for example, to focus on, okay, where is it coming from? Or what is it that is causing it? Mm. What, what, about, what about my loved one that I'm remembering now that is causing me to feel the way that I'm feeling. And so all of a sudden it will change the the entire atmosphere. It's gonna change the entire thought trajectory changes. And that's how we begin to gain control. We begin to gain control when we begin to control our minds. 
Yes. We are, we are given the ability to be able to, to dominate using our mind. There is so much that I can say because I, I absolutely love the topic of the grieving process. I remember uh, back in, when was I, when did I, when did I come up to Houston? Um, I want to say 2019, maybe? Um, something 18, like 19. that. Yeah. yeah. 18, something 18 or something. Yeah. So 2018, probably we, we came yeah. up um, to, to America and we, we sat down and we had this conversation about the grieving process. And I had never considered it, especially outside of the realm of grieving for yeah. someone that's died. Yeah. Um, and it, it, that conversation and then continued on to the conversation we had when we recorded the episode it shifted a lot of things to me in terms of how I think about stuff how I understand things and even how I understand my children and understanding that they're going through their own grieving process yes yes and it's it's really helped me to be more patient with myself with my parents with people and understanding that even if it's something that's ha- happy that's happened yes. that for example, you know, you should be happy um, that you you got a new job. What are you right. grieving, right? <laughs> yeah. But there is, there, like you said, emotions are stirred yeah. and there is a sense of you giving up something for something else. Um, and so that's, that was really fascinating. And like I said, I can talk about this all the time. I absolutely love the topic about the grieving process. I can talk about it all night, but... I want to hear some questions. I want to hear some questions from our co-hosts. Someone have their hand raised. Do you want to raise your hand again so I can unmute you? Uh, that's just uh, just Saucy. Right. Um, yeah. Sister Sophie, what's your question? Okay. Good afternoon to all. Happy Sabbath. Let me ask. Um, although Pastor Fontapool partially answered it, because I was, I was going to ask... Um, about the, the the process of trade change, the the change, but and I'd always know. I think I'd always known that um, it can be it can be a bit easier for people to come from point A to point B. I mean, from point A to point B. I'm not talking about in the middle, but the transitioning part, which Pastor Fertipul, I think I understand that he already he already gave me some. Well, he already gave some understanding of it. So from jumping from it's like you're moving from one step to the, se- the first step to the second step. You, you're climbing some stairs, okay? It's easy to put your foot on one step and move to the second step. But it's the process, the transition that happens when you remove your feet from the first step to put your foot onto the second step. Yeah. So I think he, he, he answered that. Right. Now, now that you mentioned, I think I had something about, um, okay, so for the sort of grieving process, mm-hmm. um, it would seem to me that, as you mentioned in the grieving process, it would seem to me Christ went through that grieving process for his people, for his Israel, his church. Mm. Um, because as Pastor Pantopoulos and you were just talking there, I see, but wait, if every individual would come to some change at some time, you, you know, they would come, they would do some change in their life. Some change would take place in their, life at, in their lives at one point or at some point. And Christ would have grieved for his people as well. Mm. And I, the scripture that came to mind, two scriptures, I think, that came to mind. I think in one in one of the prophets, Isaiah Jeremiah, and it was repeated again by Christ when he said, Oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem. He was grieving at that time for of Jerusalem. Of course. He was actually grieving. Yeah. Okay, let, me so, read Mark, let me read Mark chapter three and verse five for you. Okay. Um, this was when he was about to heal the guy with the 
Um, I think it's the one with the withered, withered hand. And it was a Sabbath day. Yeah, the withered hand guy. Okay, verse 5 says, And when he had looked around upon them with anger, he was angry with them because they were trying to investigate him about the keeping of the Sabbath. And so they thought healing on the Sabbath was... Oh, sorry, was, what, what, what chapter are you reading? Mark 3, Mark 3, oh, verse 5. five. Yeah. Uh-huh. And when he had looked round about on them with anger, the, the scribes and the Pharisees, of course, being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, and said unto the man, Stretch forth thine hand, and he stretched forth, he stretched out, stretch it out, and his hand was restored whole as the other. So grieving, as a matter of fact, the Bible, when the Bible talks about uh, grief, there's nobody who grieved more than who's who is grief, who has grief, is grieving, and will continue to grieve more than God. Wow. The Bible says um, in Isaiah 53, it's actually he's actually called the suffering servant. Mm-hmm. Um let me, let me see if I can find it. I should I should be able to repeat it, but um, it's not coming right now. Isaiah 53 says, uh, He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, and then in, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 6, uh, 6, 4, tells us that whenever we sin deliberately, intentionally we put jesus christ back on the cross and so the, the godhead then goes through a, the grieving process when his followers um commit sin so so grief is a part of the godhead not just human beings okay wow that's interesting to know that is very interesting i never thought to look at the grieving process from that standpoint so i'm, I'm really glad that you brought that up because i was thinking oh yes christ and the grieving process i mean just mm-hmm. everything um that that we go through that we've gone through that we um everything that God has brought us through um from what we've seen in the Bible to now there's 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 when and you understand what the grieving process is it makes a lot of sense actually yeah yeah because God never asks us to do anything there isn't, there isn't anything in our lives that God asks us to do that he hasn't done himself. He always shows us how, then asks us. He's not like us parents sometimes who will ask our children to do stuff that they have never done before. Mm. He will always show us, always. Oh, there are no exceptions to that rule. He will always show you what to do. So anything you're doing, God has already done it before and has shown us how to do it. That's why his word becomes so important. Fantastic. Thank you very much. You're welcome. For that question and for that wonderful answer. Thank you very much. Do we have any more questions on this topic of change? Do you have any more questions on the topic of change? Maybe something that you've heard um, spoken of on the podcast. Um, Yes, I think we've got Rita here, Sister Rita. What is your question? It's not a question. It's maybe a comment. Okay, good. Yeah, let's have it. You're the co-host. You can um, say what you want. (laughs) Yes. Uh, We're talking about change. And I heard you said, or I understood change to be a constant thing. It's happening all the time, even when we don't recognize it happening. Mm. Uh, And, but I also heard you say that we have, while we wait for the next change to happen, 
I am asking if change is happening all the time, do we have to wait for the next change? Interesting. Um, yeah. I was just wondering how, how you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, very, very good observation. And we can anticipate that there are some changes that are inevitable. Um, uh, uh, Seska asked one, uh, made one, made observation before. Getting old, for example, is a, is a natural yes. part of life. And uh, so, you, you, when there's some things you're doing that are going to be routine, that has got that's going to create changes. So, for example, um, your vehicle eventually is going to break down. It was not designed forever, um, and you can. We preempt those changes by making the necessary changes before it actually happens. So before a vehicle breakdown, before you run out of gas, for example, because if you don't put in vehicle gas, the vehicle is going to stop. So we preempt change. There are some changes that we can anticipate and we make preparations for. There are some that happen instantly, um, um, so even though we can prepare for them. For, for example, death. We know that Brother Allen at some point in time is going to die was going to die, but we did not know when. The others who have died before him that we thought he would have outlived, uh, they, they would have outlived him. So, but, so even though we don't know exactly when it's going to be, we still can continue making the necessary changes so that um, when the change does come, it is easier for us, therefore, to transition, to go through the transition because we've been preparing ourselves for it. And when you come back to, if you want to come back to grief again, with grief and, and with when Sister Sophie was speaking as well. The challenge with grief is that it is not steps. It's a process. And uh, that's another challenge that we have because as human beings, we like to move from one stage to the next. Um, as a matter of fact, they were called stages. And then um, uh, um, Yale, Yale School of Medicine changed them now to incidents rather than 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 stage stages which is which is much better because there are times you can be in more than one state once one incident happening at the same time mm. um they can happen one after the other they can, so that it's a process and you have to be aware where you are in the process so that it, it, it will help you therefore to know and and to deal with where, whatever part of the of the process you are and recognizing where you are because once you recognize where you are, you are aware of some of the things you've got to do, some of the things that have got to take place in order for you, therefore, to move from point A to point B. 